ladies, gentlemen, peewees, shewees, and kiwis. Welcome once again to the Little Bleed Podcast. This is your host, the whimsical wizard of love, David Amaya. And sitting across from him is your verified voodoo vaquero, Phil Arroyo. And now I know you almost forgot what the third one was, and I like that. <laughs> and I'm going to call you on it. Because I saw it your face, you're just like, peewees, shewees, and like dramatic pause? Or you know, did you, I kind of space for like a you half You gotta a give me a little bit of credit, considering that we were with Peewee tonight. And, uh, you know... What goes down when you hang out with Pee Wee? Yeah, Pee Wee and uh, and Shee Wee. They smoked a lot of <laughs> Wee Wee. Oh, this is a terrible nursery rhyme. I need to stop, man. Yeah. So, you know, we have a great show for you tonight. We just got done uh, recording with Pee Wee and Pastry. They are literally a pair of cartoon characters together that are in love and they make fucking bass music. And it's the cutest fucking thing in the world. And they're awesome people. Uh, you know, they are adorable little balls of energy and yeah. what they like, what they do, their art is so impressive and they're just so much fun to like be around. You know, you feel that, that like, yeah, you do. This, you like, know? it's always a joy when you see Wee's like, Hey, what's up? And it's just like, you know, like you're, you're all of a sudden in the cartoon character and we're just spending a lot of this episode talking about our favorite cartoon characters or cartoon episodes or shows and video games and and all that good stuff. So it was one of those we ran the gamut, you know, and tied it all back to the way that that uh, you know kind of influences him and his, you know so much of his essence and what uh, you know what the both of them are. It, right. It was cool. It's always good to have those guys around. Absolutely. So and so they wanted to talk about uh, you know they just got done with their uh, their kind of residential thing they've got going on at the Santa Ana Art Walk and so. Uh, you know, they have uh, probably one coming up in January, as well as uh, some more stuff with Bass Waffles, who we've talked about on the show before out in, uh, out in Eagle Rock in L.A. Specifically, though, they did want us to mention that uh, Bass Waffles is having a food drive in November, and they're taking donations for the, uh, for the Hippie Kitchen, which, uh, you know, serves a homeless out in Skid Row. So it's a great cause, and, you know, it's, it's uh, one of the, the cool times where you get to go do and appreciate something cool like the ba- like what they put on at the Base Waffle Show, mm-hmm. and you know have a have a great cause tied to it. It's always a great time with all of those guys. Lots of energy, good music. If you're especially if you're into bass music, it's a must. Um, and who doesn't like fucking free waffles? And so if you want to find Base Waffles, apparently you can search the tag the hashtag Fuck Pancakes, <laughs> and that's how you're gonna find them. So Fuck Pancakes. I respect bro. that. That that yeah. tells me everything I need to know about those guys. So that's at Base Waffles <laughs> LA. All right, and then of course, uh, you know, Pee Wee and Pace were on because they both kind of have their own, uh, you know, company. Yeah, their their own group called uh, Molten Lava. Molten Lava. At M L T N L A V A. Like the the way that they spell it too. Like molten, like they're trying to make like a hip app. And yeah. then lava, like it's actually spelled. Yeah, basically. Yeah, you take all the vowels away, and you know you got something. You got something good there. Right. And so the, you know we we got into it a little bit how they started that and what they're doing and you know kind of what that's meant to them in the past few years. So that is definitely the best way to uh, keep up to date in all the stuff that they are doing. Mm-hmm. And that is, uh, you know, Pee Wee. He can be found on all social media and SoundCloud at DJ Pee Wee. That is DJ P E E W H E E. There's yep. that silent H in there, you know, yep. and that's, I think we talked about this last time he was on. Yeah. Wasn't it just like some, some girl like wrote it that way and he just went with it like from 
Like sixth grade on? Something, yeah, something along the line. Something that he's had for a very long time, which I was very impressed by because it was so, it was so deeply rooted and actually a part of him. It wasn't like he just came up with this cool sounding name, but we, we've definitely commented on how he has cool fucking names. Not only he, but Pastry, as well as like the name that they gave their, their collective, as well as the fucking style of music that they play, which is Nerf Gun Drive-By. Yeah, just just in general. There's there's some stylish motherfuckers. Yeah. I like those guys. They're I like on them it. a lot. On and it. so um, for Pastry, you know, you can find her SoundCloud is at Pastry Music. Or, uh, pastry Music, that's one word. Uh, pastry like it's spelled. Music, you... Well, if you don't know how to spell that, I can't help you. <laughs> um, Instagram is Pastry underscore music, and Facebook is Pastry dot music. And I do believe that does it for our plugs uh, for it, the week there. It does. So, you know, all you got to do is enjoy the show. Well, and- well, you know, make sure to also follow us uh, at Let Up Leadcast on social media and stuff like that. I wasn't sure... I, I was setting you up. I wasn't sure if you wanted to talk, to talk about the psychedelic lines, Dan. Oh. We do get into it in the show, but, you know, we had a very successful... Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did, definitely. And you're right. I'm just really, like I said, stoned. Okay. And yeah. uh, Psychedelic Lions Den, it happened this weekend. Very first one. It was fucking amazing. I am so thankful for everybody that showed up. So if you're listening to this and you showed up, I fucking love you. Because the event wouldn't have been able to happen if it weren't for every single person that came and brought their energy. Because I literally just said, let's go to the park. Brought, like, a couple things. And people showed up. They fucking made art. They hung out. And we stayed the whole time. And it's going to get bigger and better. And I'm thinking the next one is going to be for a good cause as well. So stay tuned for that. Um, We'll definitely keep you updated as I go along and pick a date for that. But Psychedelic Lions Den on Instagram. It's psychedelic underscore lions underscore den. Definitely follow us. Give us some love. And you will also be rewarded with beautiful visuals far to the yeah and you know of course if you guys subscribe to this podcast you share it around you give us likes and comments you make sure you download all the episodes whether you're listening to them or not that is where you'll receive all the beautiful gifts of um money from david amai he will actually pay you to listen to the show and share it and that is a fact not guaranteed by me. <laughs> I'm not going to back that up. I, I, just, I heard that somewhere. Yeah. Just roll with it, okay? Yeah. And so uh, we're at Let It Bleed Cast on social media. You can find me at Nobody Cares Phil on Instagram and at Phil Nobody Cares on Twitter. And uh, my personal Instagram, Hood Rat Stuff with three Fs for that Hood Rat Stuff. And well, as always, Let It Bleed. That's the only rain I can afford. Was <laughs> this yours? That was mine. I don't really. I've been on. I've been on this eBay kick lately, like for the past like month and a half. Well, on eBay, I would have gave you one. I have like five of them. Oh no! I was trying to see if that shit was worth anything. Oh. Shit. I'm like digging through, like digging deep in my closet, seeing if there's anything worth selling. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, I sold a bunch of stuff. I just sold. Actually, I just sold that tablet today. Why don't you just do let go? Um. Let go is like fast and easy. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't like. I don't trust people. If you build eBay. your eBay thing, then you can buy cool shit. And oh, really? So, and maybe I, 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 I like bought one thing off eBay and I like got totally screwed. Oh, no. Yeah, that movie a long time ago too. It showed me off of it, and then yeah. like just in the last month and a half or so, because I went to um, I went to that thing in Rhode Island, uh-huh. and it was like this this Hasbro convention. So they had all these like exclusive Hasbro stuff. So I bought some like uh, some Magic the Gathering cards, some Star Wars figures, and like a My Little Pony thing. And I looked and just immediately flipped it for, for like three times the value. Oh, that's sick, dude. It was so easy. And I was like, oh, what? why the fuck am I not doing this no, earlier? Bro, dude, that shit is Brody tight. Brony conventions are, are insane. Yeah. You know, our our homie plays it. plays music for Brony conventions. Bro. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they fly him out there. He gets a hotel room and shit. Like, that, that's a very niche, like, scene. And oh, those yeah, people have fucking money. Sure. It's crazy, dude. It's <laughs> There's so much going on with those guys. I mean, I saw some of, like, the... I saw some interesting, uh, some interesting cats out there. There's a there. uh, Bob's Burgers episode about it. Oh, the oh yeah. Dude, it's it's a trip. Like I, you know, I I, I run into uh, you know people like uh, furries and bronies every once in a while. I'm just like, oh man, like that's a, you know, you hear about them like their memes, but like they um, popped into the gallery down in uh, San Diego this week or this year too um, for Comic Con. Uh-huh. It's pretty crazy. Uh, but speaking of the My Little Pony thing, something that kind of was like tripping me out earlier because I you remember all the Lisa Frank little stickers and shit that like girls of had? course yeah I mean I for, I mean I never paid attention to them or anything like that and I just like you just think that they're stickers that girls have when you're a kid you know and uh-huh. then, like my friend was telling me about how like she's like one of the you know biggest most like successful artists of all time based on like how much like money she's made off of her art and then you go back and you're like wow she fucking actually really did draw Everything. and do all of these things and apparently she's like got like like whole house full of originals that have never been touched and like never even like so like you know her estate is just like worth like ridiculous amounts of money that's so funny i'm like oh these gaudy cheesy things that were on our trapper keepers like they're worth like she's like a million dollar billion dollar industry like that's fucking yeah basically that's pretty sick man yeah exactly lisa frank is like my hero your girl Mm -hmm. i started kind of like drawing stuff and and doing stuff and somebody told me like oh it reminds me of Lisa Frank because it's like just all crazy colors all like all over the place <laughs> and I was like Lisa Frank isn't that that fucking and then she told me about it and I was like oh alright well I'll take that as a compliment <laughs> yeah without any sense of like you know color or harmony or like anything I don't know I, I feel like it looks so gaudy but it's like it's nostalgia you know I yeah feel like, I feel like that's selling nostalgia now more than it is like the actual like quality of the work because it's like well it's no like but, all these reboots you but know? well like i said like, though you're you're right it is kind of gaudy in in that sense but when you really look at it and observe the detail in it, oh, it's insane it is it is technically impressive i can't do it right i'm just saying i don't i don't particularly like it well i didn't but, think that you were gonna like well kinda i mean you got these little dolls over here and stuff well i mean you know, you know, <laughs> I, I mean the unicorns i mean i did just and, tell a story about you know being at the My Little Pony area at this convention, so so I, I wouldn't fault you for assuming something like that. I'm having trouble. Maybe you guys could help me because I'm I'm coming up with a concept for this new drawing that I want to start because I've been really into cartoon characters, like trying to draw them so that I can get, you know, just my my skill for drawing all sorts of different characters from different times of animation down, and so. I was trying to come up with this concept of like the battle of five armies and like have it broken down into five separate like eras and which characters I would put oh. with each army like kind of facing each other 
And so I want to do two separate ones. from like like stylings so like, so like, like, like eras of, of cartoon yeah like hanna barbera like in like one, one but i like, might even put hanna barbera and like looney tunes together being that they're from like the same time period you know what i mean time period, but like the, i feel like their styles were and you why am i telling you you would know way better than i do but i feel like their styles were unique enough for them to be like they like were but then like to break but then you have all of the cartoon network shit like this like powerpuff girls thing, dexter's you know? laboratory johnny bravo uh samurai jack and then you oh, got like modern modern day shit and you've got like and, and even Dragon Ball Z you know you no, got all these different got, like, ones yeah, yeah, that's a so it's thing. like I'm trying to do this where you could only have so much room to do it as well as time to do it so I'm like trying to find which characters would fit better and then you got like Beavis and Butthead and all of the Nickelodeon oh, cartoons. Yeah. So it's really difficult. So maybe you guys can like kind of help me. Well, I mean, it's 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 gonna be for children, right? So like it would be yeah. like next level shit. Oh, well, no, this is adult? this is literally just gonna be a fine art piece for me, like from this for oh. nostalgia. Like I'm trying to create it for myself. So one is gonna be where they're all kind of like just dogging each other, mm-hmm. like, and then after I'm gonna do another one where like they're all fucking rocking out with each other. They're all like just like come to peace. And, but I like this concept of like the five armies thing. Like that's yeah. some shit that like the I, Hobbit I shit. see on like <laughs> I see on Reddit. You know, it goes up on like like interest like interesting or art or whatever. It's like the, the battle of the five armies, and it's all those. Like I would I would up for that. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I, I mean, tell somebody about it. Sell a print you know, for like twenty if I'm, bucks. Like, and... If I'm sitting next to somebody and like going through my phone, I'm like, oh shit, look at this. I turn to show somebody. Right. Like that's oh, dope. Yeah, I like that. Totally. Well, because we yeah. all grew up during those eras, you know, we all know those cartoons, and so that's kind of where I'm at right now. So yeah, if anybody listening has any input on this, you know, definitely message us or, you know, hit us up and, and tell us which characters you think need to be on there. I, 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 like the, I like the idea of segmenting them by the style. Right. You know? That's pretty, that's a pretty dope idea. That's pretty sick, man. Right? Yeah. Because yeah. like, you can even go back to like Felix the Cat, like Steamboat Willie, yeah, like those kinds of things too, like the pioneers, like the old people's ship. Or that you could put them up on a mountain like as grand wizards, like... Like yeah. they're like they're like the ones that like are like the sages like they're oh, the ones that like are all powerful. Down, yeah. <laughs> I've been down this road before. Like. What are your what are your like some of your favorite cartoons of all time? Um, dude, Dexter's Laboratory is one of them for sure. You yeah, know? I mean, y'all two are cartoons, so like this is like, <laughs> really valuable. Like, I appreciate your perspective so much. You know, I for oh. some reason would have guessed that if if. I, being that I asked you for some reason I could picture the whole like Dexter shit you know dude I, that, that was like a big chunk of like my childhood for sure on that illegal cable you know <laughs> <laughs> nice I think um, Avatar Last Airbender was my, one of my favorite of all time so you like the anime stuff no it's just like the message behind it I think it's like really about like religion not no, not religion but like more of like Buddhism and just like Okay, that was it. Oh, yeah, sorry. You, just got, you guys get a little, little, just a little bit close <laughs> to the mic because we're, we're not picking it up quite like as well. It's just like moral, it's like human moral in general like that. Right. It's like between the bad and good and like see the changes and like the character changing okay. from like fire become bad into like really good people. Yeah. And stuff that's just like the other way. And also like the adventure that they go on to find the like whatever they're looking for. Right. I just like that kind of like storyline. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's gotta be, I've never seen that myself, yeah. but there's got to be something to it because that constantly comes up as oh, like dude. you know in the in the conversation of like best cartoons. Yeah, well, it's like a yeah. it's like a successful westernization of. Oh an yeah, anime. and the, and the, 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 oh, the okay. jokes in there yeah, are like so funny. The jokes are like on the right. Way. If you're it's, watching like, really an anime and you're just reading the subtitles, yeah. like the jokes might not make sense. Yeah, it didn't translate like, literally, right, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But then in this anime, it's like it's westernized, so the the jokes make sense. That the kind of like um, trends and stuff like. Are, are, it's like relatable. More, yeah, it's yeah relatable. Geared, geared towards like more of a Western. And it's a dope story too. Yeah. And I think that's what like, 
I always had a little bit of like a when it came to anime, it was always like fighting an uphill battle to get my attention and interest because I, I think I just something about the art style just like kind of turned me off immediately and I can't really tell you why. Because it's so fucking good. <laughs> it's yeah, so good. Like, it's like, like not a cartoon. I was, like, I was like way less like I would see like a, a, a commercial on for uh, Toonami and they're playing Cowboy Bebop and I'd be like, I don't have any interest in like looking at that. Or Gundam. Yeah. Yeah, I like actually that. don't like anime myself. The only animation I like was this Avatar that has Airbender. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I think, can, I think I we're talking about the Japanese one. It's like the voice is just too overreacting. Like, I think yeah yeah I, just like so high pitch and it's like everything's just super exaggerated and i think it might be like a <laughs> maybe it's like a cultural thing that just doesn't click i think i think that's what it is that too, like, for sure. but, just the way it like yeah. functions and the story is mm, no 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 totally can, yeah I, I think you just kind of had to get turned on to it from somebody who puts you onto it in a certain way. Because I have so many friends that you would not assume at all, like, or but they're like so into anime and like oh, they're like dude. geeking out on it. And I'm like, they're trying to tell me about it, but I for some reason like can't get the ones on like Hulu or Netflix that they're telling me about. Like, but I've I've wanted to sit down and get into them. Um, but I also just haven't had time because those are the things you have to kind of oh, watch. You don't just anime. listen to it. You have to watch those because those ones are so like it, it would be a shame to not watch them because the artistry is like whole next level. It's a different oh, thing. Yeah. I grew up the, the closest I ever really got to anime was Dragon Ball Z growing up. That was a ritual. That was like you got to go yeah. with your homies five o'clock watching that shit Cartoon Network all together. And it, it was one show that like really showed me that. You know, no matter what level you get to, or like how, like the the best of the best that you, this obstacle that you think you're gonna overcome, when you do it and you get there, then all of a sudden a new obstacle is oh, gonna yeah. come around. There's like no, there's no like place a final destination yeah, where you're not gonna totally have to right. overcome something. I, I'm a big anime head, and uh, it, it, like I, I watched Naruto personally. I had like a box set and everything. That shit uh-huh. raised me. Like that shit taught me like never to give up on myself. Like to hold true to like your values and like people never really change down to a core, you know. So in every little anime, like it's just like yeah, some things might be super exaggerated, but like it, it has this core like story and message that goes with it. Yeah, as as, yeah. as far as like really like iconic animes and like classic ones, you know. Yeah. That's that's cool though. You know, I never really um, the one the one that I actually like got into because I watched all like I watched a lot of Dragon Ball because mm-hmm. he did, you know. And so I go to my buddy's, you know, my buddy's apartment. When we were, like, you know, in seventh grade or whatever, and we'd go and we'd watch just shitloads of Dragon Ball. And, like, I liked it, but I didn't love it. It didn't mm. grab me. And going back and watching it now, I'm like, I just, I don't think it's very good. Yeah. But yeah, I've seen... Not, I don't right. like Dragon Ball, personally. Like, okay. That series yeah, was okay. shitty. I, I, I tread lightly around that, because some people are, like, so about oh, I hope that. I didn't I don't offend mean, like, anybody by saying that. Like, <laughs> I'm just, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't... Dragon Ball Super is pretty tight. It's, like, way more fast-paced. And like you get action every scene. It's not like you have to wait three scenes for some guy to yell yeah, across exactly. three, three scenes or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it's literally like build ups before the commercial, and then yeah, you come back yeah. and it's a recap after the commercial. And there might be like literally five, like two minutes of actual like fighting. And it, you're right. Like just to get one fight scene done, it takes like three episodes to get one scene done. And then you know they 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 beat this boss and. I, I go through all the it's bo- all over yeah. again, and then right? and then it's like the next boss comes around like yeah. these are the top of the top they're the best in the galaxy there's nothing else beyond them and then boom you know they what? beat them and it's like and then yeah, another guy it's kind of like out. watching somebody else play a video game oh, you know yeah. but like like back in the day like you're sitting and you're watching your brother play not like a not like the you know like twitch streamer like that like like oh, in the yeah, worst yeah. way oh, that people I would see. think about you know i think that's how that's what it kind of felt like to me uh, at least with, with Dragon Ball, and then I, I think I watched a little bit of uh, 
Gundam. Oh, that's kind of cool. A handful of those. I don't remember really any of it, uh-huh. but I remember watching them as a kid. And then, um, Pokemon. There was another one where like this dude lived with like twelve chicks or something. And oh hell yeah! I kind of I don't oh. remember what it's called though. I don't know. Yeah, I know what you're talking about though. I'm just it's like, all like, like him? what was on at like three thirty. You know, shout Cartoon out to Network. Ghibli Studios though. Like they hold it down. Oh yeah. Like, I don't wouldn't even consider that anime, but like some people would lump that shit in anime. Like yeah. um, no, my name like um Ponyo and shit like that. Straight away. Straight away, right. Classics, you know. Okay. Like um so like, you know, we like to watch movies and stuff and like, but we went on this huge bin, binge of just animations. Like, we love animations. We'll watch Disney like movies, movies yeah. like 3D right. stuff. Like, I mean, uh, 3D animated movies and mm-hmm. stuff like that. All like yeah. Toy Stories and shit like that. Oh, like, yeah. Pixar. Yeah. Um, but Ghibli Studios is like one of the top. But but so people get into Ghibli and they're fans of Ghibli, but people don't realize that that, that he has like protégés. Right. So do, so Miyazaki has like his younglings that he, are like out there making these other oh, making cool, stuff like like, cool ass movies oh. yeah. like, that are now. Like, and see, that's another one where I'm like, I'm aware that I'm behind. Like I've not seen uh, Spirited Away or any of those like Miyazaki films. That are they like, take so long you know, to make, you know? That's yeah. why just I like could, coming yeah. their pants over. And I, by all accounts, it's probably wonderful. I just have yeah. not gotten around Yo, to it, yet, you know? Eat some L and, and, and leave it on. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, even without L, it's just an yeah. awesome Even without movie. L, you know? But it's, yeah. it's one of those things that it wouldn't be too much. Like, uh, like there's this movie called Paprika. Have you guys ever seen that shit? No. That shit is like, it's like Waking Life. Have you guys ever seen Waking Life? No. Yes. Yeah, yes. That's that, right? one of my so it's my kinda, favorites. It's kind of hard to watch on L or, or anything really. It's kind of difficult. You, because it's already it's, so, it's already a mind like right, it's already right. a very thought provoking thing in itself. Right. So when you're on that, it's definitely. You don't need to be oh, on no, anything dude. to really get a good trip out of it. But like Spirited Away and stuff right. like that, they have the, the, the internal messages that's going mm-hmm. on yeah, too. Yeah. And then on top of all that, and it's so subtle and gentle, it's it's, it's dope. You yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think I, I think I, I do like the more westernized ones. Like as oh, you yeah. say that, because mm-hmm. I remember I really liked the first one that I saw. I was like, oh shit, this is dope. Was um, Afro Samurai? Oh sick. I watched or that. The Boondocks. Like I watched that whole thing. Like I love the Boondocks. Boondocks. I love the that series. you can add the comedy to it. Me like, and her it's... have seen the Boondocks the whole series like three times in the last like, two months. Like it's it's one of our go to. Like just throw that shit on because it's hell yeah. It's always good. Yeah, I love the fucking boondocks. But, you know, that's another thing about, like, anime in general. It's the same thing with comic books. Uh, it's so fucking artistic. And yeah. not just the characters themselves, but the perspectives, the backgrounds, like, the layouts. The fact that, like, they have to use, especially in comic books, like, these little spaces mm-hmm. to do all of this crazy background where they give so much depth to the scene, you know, like where they are, what buildings around them, and like just everything is so realistic it's too. Very even though it's quite layered. Oh, yeah. on that note, uh, I don't know how well you, how much you guys follow comic books, but if you guys know who Brian Michael Bendis is, he's like one of the the ma- he's written a lot of stuff that I'm sure you guys have heard of uh, for Marvel, and he like oh, he was you know captaining a lot of this stuff. He just signed an exclusive contract with DC, and he's moving oh, over to them. Wow. Like today, that was like the breaking news, and people were like, "Whoa, what oh, the wow. fuck? That's crazy!" Wow, so he just like jumped. Yeah, just, that'd be. Probably, I, they're probably, they're probably giving him more like room to play with, and like more like a uh, open, open I, I don't like, know creativity. Like the, you know, I mean, it probably details, has to be like a better deal for him to jump ships. You know, well, probably. You know I, 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 like, I don't. I don't know. We're probably really gonna be gearing up for like. It's so crazy how you can't even escape like the separatism in fucking with comic books though. Like there's like it's it's like everything else in the world. There's people that are just die hard Marvel, and there's people that are like, no, fuck that DC. Like because like you know he has a bunch of fans by doing this. You know, but then it has to be worth it. He's fan. He has to be able to retain his fans. So they're probably 
probably going to give him like something where it's just open creativity. Well, I think he's worked with them before, but I oh, think really? this is I think this is like <laughs> I don't he know what was talking about. <laughs> primarily Marvel. I know I think he's I I'm Okay, I'm kind of talking out of my ass. I, I probably know. I've been talking out of my ass. I probably know more about comics than pretty much everybody I know. But people who know about comics would be like, "What the fuck?" Are you yeah, there's always they'd be flipping their shit right now. <laughs> oh, I'm, so, I'm, I'm pretty sorry. Sure he's, Worst he's, critic <laughs> ever. Yeah, exactly. That guy, <laughs> that guy is gonna, yeah. he's gonna be pissed. Oh no, what I did <laughs> want to talk about was um, like Futurama and The Simpsons. Though. Hell yeah, that's my you shit. Know? Or like um, Nickelodeon, Rocco's Modern Life, Joe. fucking Ren and Stimpy, Doug. All Doug of that was shit. a sick one. Yeah, I, some one of my friends dressed up as Pale Quail Man this year for yeah. Halloween, mm-hmm. and I like instantly I was just like. Yeah. Yep, you get it. <laughs> you know, I said it the other day. I made a reference to because somebody was like, "We had these ribs and they were like super soft." And then somebody was like, "It almost seems like tofu." It's but it's deceiving. I was like, "Ooh wee, killer tofu," and they were just like, "Yes!" Like it's just this this thing that you get, you know, where you you meet somebody else that understands your fucking childhood and grew up pretty much the same way. It's amazing, and I mean, it's. Yeah. No surprise that I I brought this whole conversation up because I I now work also like with selling fine art but animation fine art you know from like the Looney Tunes and all that stuff and so it's really inspired me to kind of go and and kind of give me these ideas to create my own cartoon as I was telling you before what I what I want to start doing so that's why I'm just like get it bro yeah I'm excited for that Dude, being, sure. uh, yeah being so like interested and curious in it and like keeping that. That passion is stoked with all these fires and getting opinions on it all over the place. That's that's what you do, man. That's good. But I like the idea. Message. Yeah, oh, message. Shit. I like the idea, too. Like we were saying, you know, because one of the things that you were saying about how going back and forth, how he's worked with, you know, Marvel or, or, or vice versa. It is something that like a lot of these artists do within the animation realm. Like a lot of these fine artists... They've worked with Disney, but they also do stuff with Warner. But they basically take jobs wherever they can get. Oh, because yeah. like once you can do certain characters, you can kind of do them all. And you can do them in, in a way that people are going to like or sell. Um, I like seeing how that's kind of like happening with everything that we're doing as all of our groups, all of our friends are kind of creating their own little, you know, their own uh brands if you will of whatever it is that they're doing but they're collaborating and working with each other yeah. almost as if it's been one the whole time but it's great because it, it allows for individual visions to really like manifest as well as enhancing everybody else's and you know for example you've got RGL or the Regal Collective you know and then you have like our friends K-Tribe and you've, you're doing your own thing with Molten Lava you know like starting but but there's never a question of whenever everybody comes together that it's all one. It's all, you know, yeah, everybody know. getting down, having a good time. and But it's still cool because it is just all of these different entities coming together really does boost it up. It really does make everything kind of just spread like wildfire. Oh, yeah. Um, I was talking to Badger at the RGL Halloween party and he says the people are the same. You know, it's just the, the, the collectives or like whoever, the theme, the, the whatever, like whoever's throwing the music or hosting mm-hmm. the rest of the art is just changes. But really, we're, it's all just the same people. You right. Know? And, well, I mean, we I all benefit from that because we get to go and do, go to and do some sick shit like oh, yeah. all the time mm-hmm. because everybody's got their thing that you kind of go to. And we all rotate and flip off like it's a beautiful fucking ecosystem we got built up here right now. I've yeah, thought yeah. about you like 
I think it was two or three weeks ago, I was at home and I put on that Into the Inferno or whatever, that documentary about like the (laughs) volcanoes and shit. (laughs) And there was this like sequences where they're just showing lava, like flowing in this fucking (laughs) river with, I have to say it is the most interesting, intriguing and beautiful, scary, beautiful fucking thing I have ever seen to see like actual footage of fucking rivers of lava just flowing through and this weird like it's out of this world literally like it does not seem like that would take place on this planet it's so fucking cool and yeah, so yeah, yeah, I thought about you. Are, those videos are super cool um, yeah. to watch, and uh, you know, volcanoes are dangerous. Like, yes, you know, beautiful. But it's so don't say. And and like the ocean is also dangerous as well, you know. All but right. it's but it's yeah. beautiful too. And there's just this like happy medium in between, of like lava cooling in water. That is that next level like shit that, that like is pushing like the thing that I'm doing. You Message, know? you know, yeah. perfect because that's what I felt. Let's build a new shit. One time, the last time I did L was probably not the best time because I was at home and it was like my stomach was like really fucked up. I had just eaten a bunch of stuff. So I went, my trip took me in a direction of this combustible, like it was exactly like what you're saying where it's like, well, this exists and it would kill and destroy everything in its path. Its wrath is so mighty, but like how does it stop? And this, you know, is like, it could fuck you up in a different way, but it's just this, like, cycle of, like... Right, it creates new life. Once it erupts and... Right. It's like never... It never ends. It just maybe subsides or is, like, neutralized at certain points, but it's there the whole time. It's within you. Did you just tell us a story about you taking a shit? Basically, no. No, it's feeling like you have to take a shit, but you can't. (laughs) And you're just... You're hunched over on your bed and you're like, oh, no, no, you can't even (laughs) do that. It's literally... It's the storm that's going on. And then, like, meanwhile, of course, everything around me starts to, like, add to it. Like, it happened to be a weird humid muggy day and then like the just out of sudden all of a sudden just get wind and and leaves flowing in the backyard like really heavy and you're just like i tried to go outside and it was like so bright like it seemed as though it was so bright like i couldn't even look like open my eyes because it was just like blinding me as if i was staring directly at the sun but i was just trying to like look down at the ground i was like oh i gotta go inside you know where you're just forced to just wallow in your misery for a little bit and that's part of it you know that's part of the lesson that's part of the agony is what it, uh you know forces you to reevaluate a lot of things you know and and think about stuff and so it was definitely good in that aspect, but it was not uh, one of the fun ones, you know? <laughs> and that's what I always tell people, too, like, because, you know, everybody kind of thinks that they can control it 100% of the time, and that's just not true, at least with me. You know, I've, I've gone out 9 out of 10 times and had the greatest time, but then there's always that one time when you think you're going to have the greatest time that it just puts you there. And it's more rewarding in the end. You know, spiritually, I, I guess. Nothing's ever really say. bad. Yeah. It's just difficult. Right. You know? Yeah. It's not a, it's not a walk in the park, no. as they well, say. I mean, we, were, we were created with anxiety. Like, yeah. We were meant to go through the hardest like possible life here, really, with mm-hmm. the top of the food chain. And that comes with it, you know? So like, everything that we do is supposed to be hard as fuck, but we can do it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Push it's that fucking it. boulder uphill, you know? I mean, we said it a thousand <laughs> times before, but those hard times define the fucking nice times. There you go. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That reward is that much sweeter because you work for it. So when, though, did you come up with Molten Lava? Oh, you know what? Like, okay, so... (laughs) I kind of prepared myself with that question. It's hard to tell. (laughs) I was actually looking up my old flyers. So I guess, um... 
I guess our first event was March 15th, three years ago. So 2014th, I think. March at 15th. At uh, the Sochi Valley. No, no, no. It's at the beach. That was our first official the, molten lava party. Oh, no, but we so came up with that name long time we ago. We came up with that before that. When we yeah. were, our first few events were, we were DJing the Soju Bar in Garden Grove. Actually, down the street. Oh yeah, no, we're not we're not in Garden Grove now. Yeah, but um, <laughs> I was in Garden Grove like ten minutes, like twenty. I'm gonna be ago. in Garden Grove tonight. That's where I live. It's called Soju Belly. Shout out! They're paying me pretty well, but I was playing like selection and like basically like bass heavy hip hop stuff, and they were just like not having it. But we started our, our stuff there. It was the brainchild the were the, like it was I came up with. We we'll just the, the, be him and then one other homie that's. Um, that live in the Bay Shout right out to Kenneth. <laughs> so, yeah, he's working on a farm. But, but then we start DJing together. Me and Trent started DJing. He kind of taught us how to do it. And then so we just kind of sit around in our little studio, little bedroom studio. And we just like play on this like tiny controller and just practicing like DJing. And then we're like, we should come up with a group name because like we're going to be like, we'll try and play shows together eventually. And then, so I think either him or Trent. Well, Trent came about up with it. the name. And then they, we, they came up with it. And then we Liquid said, oh, heat. yeah, that sounds cool. Liquid heat. So we kind of <laughs> stuck with it. So we stuck with it then. So my first official party was, um, I threw it on the beach. And we had an Ion Block Rocker, like one of those portable batteries that you buy, uh, portable speakers that you buy from Costco. Uh-huh. And I had like Asteroids and Earthquakes. I had Zimbu. I had J-Mart. Um, I had 5AM. These guys are all doing big things now. And, and are like have popping Brendan, off. Um, we have blended fluctuating frequencies. Um, it, was, it was a and fat Siki, line. So. And Sicky. Yeah, that's and this right. this is like three years ago? Yeah, on the beach. Oh, okay. It was during yeah, yeah. the Moon Tribe free pure party. They had a pure party for the summer solstice or something like that. Okay. And it was a free party. And so like they had all the techno music there. And, and so that I decided to set up shop a thousand feet away <clears throat> with my little speaker. Uh-huh. And we had everybody playing. I had people coming up like, yo, what is this? Like, are you guys part of the, the thing over there? And <laughs> we we're like, no, we're actually completely different. Like, like a, rene- <laughs> a renegade stage at like right. somebody else's. Exactly. Okay, I, like I, I play on the renegade aspect. You know, it's all about pop-up. So yeah. what I do want to say is that we started on the battery. I did that part. I did one more <laughs> of those beach things. And then I got the art walk. Right. That's what I've been doing. And that's when well, I got my first power outlet. And that was this this past weekend was yeah, that's my the, third my third time running. That's dope though. I like that like the gorilla style of just like fucking putting yourself out there. Like, yo, this is what we do. Yep. We're here, you know. Pay attention, motherfucker. Yeah, like, that's like that's basically that. like what. You just what gotta it's get in somebody's face and just do it, man. And I want to play. I, I don't want to charge anybody for anything ever either. You know, right? Like, I I want to keep it free. And, and if I'd ever do a, a a paid party, like it would just like be minimal and right. would go back yeah, into the budget, budget, you know? That is a tough thing. But so, I, I always play on the free. I, yeah. I only want the free. If you could, you would, you know, that's yeah. the way it goes. Like, I, I kind of feel the same way too. Like, if it's something that you want people to be around and want them to want to come, you also want to give it. You don't want to make anybody feel like they owe you anything mm-hmm. right off the top. I think it's definitely much more appreciated too when you give a little bit of something to people when they're especially right. when they're not expecting it because nobody expects free shit well a lot of people do unfortunately <laughs> but uh, I mean like they'll try to get free shit but they don't really expect it right. like they'll try to get it they're gonna see what can they get for free but like you know when you when you actually find out that you can go to a place and have a fucking kick ass time great vibes listen to good music and it didn't cost them anything it's kind of weird you know amidst the whole like hard culture of music you know the, the festival like the the massives and stuff like that where it's just very commercialized but right. this is definitely like you're saying more pop-up more uh just grassroots and and you guys killed it like i only showed it the last 10 minutes i didn't actually get to see you play but i saw Mart spinning when i got there and i mean it was a fucking like did you hear it walking up like i i the thing is it's a little hard because let me just say 
Day of the Dead is a whole other fucking thing. And oh my oh, god, I've never so many people out there. I've like, never been. Yeah. I've never I, been I didn't know there was gonna be that many people out there. That was the biggest oh, just like, oh, like traffic we've ever had out there. Well, that shit was huge. I couldn't it was like a festival in the sense where like I was there trying to text and I could get no service oh, just because of all the signals wow. going on. And I was trying to find out where you guys were because it fucking took me forever. I got out work late. I had a grand opening at my gallery, so I tried to take off um, and get there and then like finally like couldn't i couldn't find parking anywhere found what the spot paid and i like was walking around trying to text somebody who i could get a hold of you know and there's the signals weren't going through and i was like thinking are they fucking there's no way they're playing over here because i hear some like mexican reggae music and then <laughs> i hear some straight like fucking cumbias going on like over here and i'm just like what okay where am i gonna find them so i head over by like proof and gypsy den thinking that's yeah. kind of like in my mind where i thought you guys would be and then I finally get a message from Kiros. He's like, no, fourth in French. So I hop on over there. And I was, you know, you guys were definitely on closer toward, you know, where like the Yost used to be and shit like that. And so it's a little bit off from where all the crazy, crazy menace was. But there was still heavy, heavy traffic of people. And like, you guys got a dope ass little spot. It's kind of like you're yeah. facing the other way. So you don't have to clash or collide with anything, yeah. too. So, so what exactly what exactly is it for those who have not been? Well, I, first off, I want to say Big Up's concept crew for hooking me up. My man Tyson, like, uh, you know, came through, and I, we, we, we've been working with each other, and he gave me Art Walk. So what Art Walk is, it's the first Saturday of every month in downtown Santa Ana. It's um, throughout downtown Santa Ana, so uh, where we were at was on the corner of 4th and French. It's kind of by Worst House. So they have bars around there, and, like, um, there's different art galleries that are open. There's a whole vendor's, like, area, vendor's village, like, in front of our staging platform. Um, and um, it, it's, it, it just goes like it's pretty much all day and there's just all kinds of cool stuff that's being showcased there's actually some cool like underground clothing stores that are out there like uh, there's Blends the shoe store there's um, Last King's Tigus brand out there so like it's popping off it's, Deluxe I, is right around the corner too you know? yeah, for exactly. vintage finds that are gold let me tell you if you like weird funky cool shirts <laughs> I found many of there the sounds hip as fuck. No, it's it's and you know what? Maybe like eight years ago, it wasn't that it wasn't that nice. Like it was. Yeah. Oh no! It was dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was you bad. know? Yeah. They complained and, uh, the gentrification. Selection came out of there. They used to hold down the Crosby uh, yeah. until you know that stuff happened about that girl. Oh but, yeah. You know, dude, that place was dude, good for food, dope, man. Dude. They had some good. You no, know, the oh. message is don't photobomb people, man. That's, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's not too soon anymore, it's, right? No. I mean, actually, I kind of forgot about it until you brought it up right now. I mean, rest in peace. But like, like yeah, that was that was my friend actually. No way. You knew her. Yeah. It was my uh, my sister's right? ex Yeah. 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 You knew her personally. We went to high school together. Like we yeah. graduated the same year and everything. Dang. Yeah, yeah she was my was, sister's uh, ex boyfriend's uh, cousin. Over. A oh, wait, she's what? She was my um my sister's ex boyfriend's cousin. Oh shit. Yeah, so like, yeah no, that was uh, that was a real bummer. I mean. Yeah, they closed down that bar. Like they're not doing anything out of there anymore. Um. It's just so pointless, you know, because she well, was, <laughs> yeah, she was good. Yeah. Really? I just, yeah. yeah there's like, yeah. there's a lot of sides to that story. Well, that exactly sure. the best, though, dude. Like, like if you can, if you just want to go get like some like mango with tahini and stuff, like oh, just yeah. drive down there and hit up one of those carts, the ladies with the carts, you know. It's a, it's a dope ass area, and I'm glad that it's like it's, it's developed super like hip now. thin as you know. Well, as cool I got as a lot of friends who would disagree with that aspect. They hate the fact that it's getting like that because oh. it's you know raising up. Right. Well, Irvine Company just bought out the Yost. You well, know that's what I mean? they're that's trying to kind of what they're so hard, which yeah. is why we're trying to do what we're doing. Right? Yeah. yeah like, so they like that. The Irvine Company. They're all for antithetical to everything yeah. that 
any of us fucking they're all for these care. sort of grassroots movements they that like they close the yost to make it into a like a banquet hall is that what it is yeah, yeah. you know it's like so if, if you were anything about if you like were pushing culture or pushing art in itself contemporary art even or nothing even close to base but you like art kind of mm-hmm. right you know like you would allow this to happen that is gentrification r us is the fucking urban company oh, you know <laughs> I took out like oh, you know, the theater, like so much. Cool. Like, uh, man, we could go on for days about <laughs> yeah. those spots. Everything in Irvine looks the same. Yeah, like, every plaza looks the same. Like, it's the most boring. It's literally city. like the, 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 the song from Weeds. <laughs> little boxes on the hillside. <laughs> little boxes made of ticky tacky little boxes. You know the song from Weeds, where they're talking. They're basically know. mocking like the suburbs. Oh, the suburbs it's supposed yeah. to be about like the Santa Clarita like suburbs, which is. Not the same, but I mean, when you go to Irvine and you're in the hills, it is like they're just like these little boxes, or like they're more more than houses that are the same. It's more like a complexes that like you can't you'll get lost because it's all the same fucking color that drives me nuts. It's it's depressing. It's yeah, it's fucking robot town. I hate being in Irvine because I'm just like there's no flavor here. It is completely they don't have any McDonald's lost. like so like what I say is their McDonald's would be like their Tender Greens or like their Panda Express at Irvine Spectrum. <laughs> and you don't usually tip at McDonald's, right? So they don't tip anywhere else because their McDonald's is fucking Panda Express, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? I'm just I, I got confused at what you were it. talking about right there. I work at Tender Greens before. If they do tip. Sometimes. I, I guess I, I delivered <laughs> weed in Irvine. Oh, and, uh, and it was it was the worst place for tips. They don't it like to just, tip that much. It was for sure. shitty, dude. It was. Like, really, like, I don't know. Falling, I, but... I'm just a hater too. So. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's it's pretty boring. It's just a boring place. There's not much to do in uh, Irvine. Yeah, there's nothing there except for like the designated like fun zone, you know, right. which is like, oh, the okay, mall. come here and like pay us twenty bucks to get in and twenty bucks a drink and all like, all this like kind of manufactured. You know, bullshit going on there. Because they took out the amphitheater. It's like, all right, why the fuck go down there? Well, wait, they had an amphitheater. I mean, like, you know, like the Verizon Center or whatever. Oh, they had that. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's still alive though, right? No, it's gone. Wait, wait, they took that down. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, that's um, I think that was Irvine Company. No way, dude. What? Yeah, that shit's gone, man. We're going to the Weenie Roast and like all these. But I heard they're bringing back Wild Rivers. Wait, to Irvine? I heard that no they're going to bring back Wild Rivers. Like, same so area, but so a little bit different. I, that's what I was I was told recently, that they are bringing it back. I want, I want you to show me your sources, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit, I'll pull it up. It's fake news. It's like, oh, god damn it. <laughs> you know, it was like a clickbait fucking thing. It's like, like somebody could lay low and go do that. But it's like, Wild Rivers is coming back. They'll get like a shit ton of clicks because all these fucking Southern California kids are going to be like, no, hell like, yeah. Is Wild Rivers coming back? Question mark. Yeah, and is Wild Rivers oh coming back? Ever see an article that is like the headline is a question? The answer is no. Every <laughs> single time without fit. Yeah. Is this a fake article? That would be the oh, yes answer, though. Son oh, of a bitch. Is dude, this don't a say fake that out loud. Fox News is going to hop This is where, like, if I was an Android, this is where I would explode. Right. Just, just like a logical. Yeah, you just parallax me. Right. Me, you son of a bitch. But, you know, Irvine's AI, one of those places that? that, like, you know, when there's stereotypes about Orange County, like, that's what it is. Like, oh, that's, yeah. like, the curtain where it's, like, you know, very just judgmental. And not everybody. Don't get me wrong. It's, like, anywhere where you, you, you're going to have good people. I've met a lot of good people, and I know people that still live out there in Irvine, good people. But there was something different about it when I worked out there, too. Like, the mindset, the mentality. It's that sense of entitlement. Uh, yeah, know? entitlement. And, you know, like, also just really 
sheltered in their own way too like the The young kids it was very different you know it was like a whole i don't know there was just no soul behind like like all the kids thought they were cool but i didn't meet like one super fucking cool kid like Like, if that kid went out to anywhere else that kid would have got beaten up like (laughs) (laughs) you know I mean, it's just, yeah, I can think of nothing more soul-crushing than doing, like, working a 9 to 5 in Irvine. And just, like, getting up and just fighting the 405 the whole way there. And then fighting the 405 the whole way back. It just, like, it just, it stomped on my soul, you know? I hated that shit. I could not wait to get done with that. Man. Damn. Yeah, so, bad times with that. That's why we pursue our other fucking passions, man. So, how'd you get started with with the artwork? Um, so... Basically, so Tyson runs Concept Crew, and uh, he they do like <clears throat> they're a, um, a hip hop rap label, and they they run, they run Art Rock basically. He he handles all the vendors and everything. Um, if anybody needs vendor stuff or want to vend at down from Santa Ana, <laughs> hit him up. Um, but basically, one day he's like, "Yo, my sound guy bailed. Can you come through?" And I'm like, uh, "Yeah, sure, I'm, I'm down." You yeah. know, so I just showed up, and he's like, "All right." can you do this next month or something like that you know and i was like yeah i'm in and uh ever since then he's been at, like it's, it's always last minute <laughs> it's always last minute when he's like yo what are you doing and i'm like i'm hanging out at my friend's house and he goes can you come through with this that's the can art you world come through dude. with this yeah. that's rad though man and you i'm like, just, like yeah little opportunities like that you know just like fuck it why not yeah you know, you know? exactly and i thought about it and i'm like because I, I i got approached to dj uh what was it I think it was it was a ten year old's birthday party at Silent Disco and like I kind of thought about it because I'm like what the hell am I gonna play for ten year olds <laughs> right and I'm like if I don't take this opportunity what opportunity will I take right yeah so I took it and yeah. I killed I crushed it the kids loved me you know what I mean so that was basically my mentality with Tyson and like a, a few months before that like I, I wasn't doing that when I started Molten Lava for the first like two years or something like that it was kind of like oh this is this is it like yeah, uh, it, you know for two years. and I had to get more involved with everyone else. I had to like start getting active with everyone else and like kind of got um kind of got the door open to me instead of like who are you you know like yeah. like everybody was like yo you should do molten lava at this yeah. point like you should push that like yeah. what, are you, what are you still doing here you know and that's when i realized that like it's the right it's the right like kind of cultivation that's happening for this this project you know and, and how that's I like that because like that's like it's almost like the that's the the germination time that's like the time that the like the idea is pregnant inside your mind you know and until like you you get there and you get to this point where you're just like fuck it why aren't I doing that and you know saying yes to all these little opportunities yeah. kind of opens up more doors mm-hmm. introduces you and molten lava to all these different people and soon enough you're just like oh shit molten lava is a thing and I didn't even realize that, it that's was. basically happening right now like yeah <laughs> you know? so from within molten lava there's peewee you right. and then there's pastry so right. you guys play it when did you now did you guys when you met you both were djing or no, did you no. learn he, he ta- and, uh, so he like <laughs> second pair yeah. that we know that that's, no no, that's no, no. see the funny thing was was like she left her ipod over at my house or something, <laughs> and, and you and put I, some dope I, shit on there i played in it and this was when i stopped djing <laughs> i was like i'm on a dj hiatus when we first met, but i was still well. listening to like this is when i first discovered trap like when heads will roll came out roll up the grass like when you look up trap on google and it was like mumatone it wasn't even trap music like there was mm-hmm. no trap out there no i miss mumatone so I find her iPod and it's like Dom Kennedy, my type of party, and like all this cool hip hop stuff when no one was listening to it. Like, the bar, shout out to right, the right. This was like right before yeah. the Mad shout City Bob CD Kennedy. came out. You know yeah, what I mean? don't hear that name very often, but he's, he's got some good shit. So immediately I was like, What? Like you're listening and no one else is. Like no one around me is at all and you I just met. Like, I love like, her. 
you, you know, know what you know. You know. Is, is like she made the moves on me. You know Woo. what I mean? So like, oh look at that! The know, eye roll. It was kind of just like a really dope progression. <laughs> she's like, all she's curling with the hair. She's playing with the hair. She knows. <laughs> she's like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I listened to Kumi. And then I taught her, and then she, she, we all got together, and and teaching her how to DJ made me a better DJ. Yeah. He stopped DJing yeah. for a while until he started teaching me. I, you know what? To be honest, I yeah. sucked. I still suck. I'm not that great. Like I, I before I started teaching her, like I was just like train wrecking. I thought like just playing cool songs was this shit, and like you know, like I kind of just took it for granted and like, like uh, used it as a bit. Saw it as more as a business. Yeah. As like then like a then like an art because yeah. I was playing like high school proms. And shit right. Like that. So you got over it. I, then Which I, it can know. be. You yeah. Know, you can you can do both. But you and got a new purpose now. Yeah. By the way, I take. Huge umbrage with I still suck. All right, you shut the fuck up. Like yeah. that. <laughs> um, you play a lot. You no. you but. have you know a new purpose, and I've learned that it doesn't matter what it is, what you're teaching or what you're you know coaching somebody to do. When you constantly repeat, or when you are forced to do it as a presentation, but a presentation that you want to give it really makes you focus and that repetition is what sinks it into you like it's happened mm-hmm. to me so many times even like at work when i kind of give my sh- uh, sales spiel blah my presentation to people at first like when i first started doing it as i was basically regurgitating it but like now it's like soaked in like i really do understand it and believe everything about it and i feel like i know so much more and you know that's what it definitely did for you made you a better DJ like yeah well that that in teaching you know and I can tie that back to my own stuff too that's the best way to learn something is to teach it to somebody else because you have to stop and think about you know things that are our second nature to you it's like why do I know that why did I choose to do this over this right and like you know that's why I I went back to uh, teaching high school teaching Mm -hmm. like what I do for work to high school students and it's been like a really valuable experience too because I'm like having to stop and think and and really understand from somebody else's perspective, you know, what are these little things? And every once in a while, I run into a thing where I'm like, oh, I just kind of knew that. But I'm like, but why? I want to be able to explain this and kind of give them, like, the foundation. Do you think maybe it takes away the fear a little bit? Because, like, you know, the insecurity of you yourself when you're trying to do it and you're kind of just, like, no matter who you are, you might get to that thing, like, am I good enough or am I doing it right? You're you're your own harshest critic. But when you're constantly repeating it for somebody else and you have another person that you're trying to tell it to and you're, you know, you're not as afraid for them because you kind of have more hope and faith that they can do it. It kind of well, it, it definitely like made me think whether or not I'm like doing it right in the first place to right. explain it, you know. So I will have to say that like it does make me rethink whether like it, like it's like as I'm teaching it to her, it's like why am I doing it? Like what just Phil just yeah. said, you know? I, I'd have to break it down, and then when I started to break it down, I'm like, oh, I'm not doing any of this or something like that. Or it's like, oh, I should be doing this more. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes then, you lose the fundamentals. A right, bit, right, like, right. You, yeah. It becomes clockwork, you know, and and then and then then it's gone. Yeah. You and build then, more of a philosophy to it. Which right. creates better art, you know. If you have your own philosophy, it means something to you more. Like, you know, you have That's every the only way you can teach. Really, is right. once you're like able to like allow yourself to be evaluated. Yeah. you know, it's not about just fucking going in circles for no reason on the wall, man. Wax on, wax off is very <laughs> fucking. There's a, there's a method to that madness, yeah. you know, <laughs> or there's something that comes out of that for sure. But I must say that you know you're fucking killing it with the parties we both played at fucking the uh, Halloween party. Thank right you. before you guys played at the did you also play at, at the art walk the art walk no i didn't no we didn't. Oh, okay. neither of us played neither of you played no, oh I, that was just me organizing oh you know? okay 
that's kind of where I want to be right now. So, really. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So I, I was uh, I was about to bring this up. It, you know, I, I don't know if you if this is actually something that you're consciously doing, but you are an insane promoter. You know, <laughs> as far as like these things go, like I don't know if this is like an accidental skill or a thing that just keeps happening, or is this something that you're actually actively trying to do? I mean, um, I mean, I've been on the internet since 56k. You know what yeah, I mean? Like since like since Yahoo chat rooms and like AIM chat rooms and yeah. shit, you know. And um, I just what started, was your screen name? Uh, my first like, <laughs> boy B O Y capital C and then stupid. It was one of those things like, when you when you sign up, it asks for three things, and then you like enter. I was a third grader. I was so young, bro. Oh like, man! So entered, I was like boy, and then some. I don't know what the C was, and then stupid. Like was, I don't know, and then they just put it together. It just mushed it together and it came up. You know what was your what was your aim screen name? My aim screen name was Asian baby girl. <laughs> That's so. <laughs> That's so funny. Like That's such an aim Like screen. that would be such a like stereotype thing nowadays to, for somebody to have, but you just like you were part of that that started that. Right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, A Z N, right? Yes. I, was, oh, yeah. I love that. I was super late on the whole like technology thing. Like I didn't join AIM until like I was already I almost in, in high school, you know, like I was so out of touch with it. And so mine was from the Big Lebowski. I was his dudeness. Uh, one two five or three five or something. Oh, like that, that was your name. <laughs> His dudeness, yeah. And people were like, "Oh, that's cool." But you know, I, if I was in third grade, who knows what my shit would have been? Fucking <laughs> be like some I don't know, fucking Power Ranger or something. Yeah, man, I haven't thought about this in a while. But yeah, mine was um, uh, it was frijolero, which is uh, Spanish for beaner. <laughs> I was like thir- like twelve, thirteen, and I thought that shit was funny. And that was there was this um. This band I like that I cannot remember the name of right now. But I had this album and like that was like their their title, like their single off the album was called Frijolero. And it was like it was like a dope rocks it was like kind of like a, a, a like American like Banda mix. Uh, but it was yo, that yeah. shit's popping right now. That yeah, shit so it's is like, popping. Dude, I was We're getting I was I gotta, I yeah. that well I was getting like, down last night. I get down all the time because there are a lot of cumbias that are fucking super dope in the beat. And like, if I always think when I hear them in the kitchens at like work and stuff, cause these guys get down on them, like mm-hmm. where they're like playing the clarinet to it too. Like there's this one called Chambaku that's like super fucking dope. All to all the, the, the Latin people out there that really know, they know this fucking track is so dope. Yeah. It's just like, but like, it has like a fucking dope ass melody that like, it's, I don't care whether you understand Spanish or fucking not, like you get down to this track because you could hear like the fucking potential too for like to be a fucking remix to. Oh, there you go, yeah. Pee Wee, go remix it. <laughs> you know, no, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm stealing that tonight. <laughs> yeah, it's called Chambaku. But anyways, like that style. There's some funky shit that they play sometimes. Like I'll go back there and like they kind of think I was making fun of them at first because like. I like start dancing and stuff and like they're all like ah oh, just like because I'm like also you know big joker and shit and so I'm doing that but like once they like I tell them like a couple other songs that I know are like then they're like oh like you know because the, the big thing is I don't know Spanish and so they they automatically assume that like I'm too well for that you know like or and yeah. so it's pocho yeah it's, pocho you know, and then so <laughs> but then but then when they see that they're like okay and then they're like showing me all this shit and I'm like Kevin you know you know who used to do that Mark had a thing like I Mark think Kingsley? Gring, Gringo Star was his like 
alter, uh, you know, his other <laughs> personality. And he would do oh, it, I like I heard some music. some tunes that was like you know like cumbia style like oh, fucking no, super I, jammy. Yeah, Mark's, oh, Mark Kingsley, right? Yeah, Mark's the shit, dude. Yeah, I remember I remember dude, hearing some I, stuff I where I was like, Mark is like the Flintstones. Yeah, in in the eras of of cartoons. <laughs> yeah, but like iconic as <laughs> That's fuck great. and paved oh, the dude. fucking way, dude. Oh man, uh, as far like as Gucci Mane, he's like the Gucci Mane of electronic music, right? And and because you know I remember one set and I always say this i always tell him when i whenever i like actually talk to him that it was it you know it was like one of the first parties that i ever went to where like like it wasn't about like drinking beer and getting fucked up it was like actually at a house in the desert where everybody's dressed up weird and on yeah, acid awesome. and like frank it, it was uh for uh it was for david ships i don't know if you know who he was but he was a good friend of all of theirs i actually went to school with him but i, I, I wasn't super close with him but I was invited by by Mikey or, or Mickey and uh, went over there and that's where I met um, Mark actually for the first. That's actually where I met Detmer before I met all of these guys. I met Detmer there first because he like they showed up to the party. Detmer and Simba and a few other people. But uh, I'm just sitting there while everybody's outside in the jacuzzi like and and hanging out and doing their thing like because he was playing uh, some mashups of like pop or 60s and old songs that like you know he even told me that's like never what he plays but it changed my shit i was like fuck i was like getting up and just like romping around when he starts playing the butthole surfers like uh you know it's like i don't mind the sun sometimes the internet. and i'm like getting up i'm like yeah because you hear this like 90s like the nostalgia you know like you remember that song oh, yeah, from when you were a kid it. somewhere and then you like just get up and you're just pumped on it and the way he would mash them together and he would even he mashed like three songs together i think he mashed Batman, uh, <laughs> Batman, Taxman, and uh, well, and no, Batman, Taxman, and uh, Wipeout. I think it was, or, or like three different cool. tracks Wipeout together, like different shit. And then he was like mashing up uh, System of a Down with like oh, yeah. some. It was like it was fucking dope. And I, I loved it. And what he does with Producer Social. Yeah, big ups Producer Social for yeah, sure. Like bringing, you know, that's essentially what. I mean, I think we're all trying to do that in our own way, but like I definitely in the art realm, I'm trying to do the same thing, you know, bring people that are like, not only just like, who's not passionate about music, but who's actually really out there trying to promote, I mean, uh, produce and engineer their music and what better way to grow and build than to be like surrounded by other fucking producers that can give you the short uh, cuts and quick tips to like all of the shit. Whereas I can imagine in that industry, you know, it's it can seem as though it might be cutthroat. You know, everybody's trying to like take each other out. They don't want. They're afraid of people ripping out on their styles or whatever. But this is like totally not like that. You know, and and as far as like, I would equate it to like they're like the really fucking good guitar players in the, like the the area that like the, the in the bands and shit like the, the virtuoso guys that can come together and show each other shit because it's all technical as fuck. Yeah. Like Kevin, you know, it's like. It's all like super experimental, like trippy, trippy bass and sounds that you know are super unappreciated. Like you don't realize how like right. difficult it is to make that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, that's it's really awesome that he that he had the idea to kind of come up with dude, that and dude. seeing without, what it's I mean, become. Honestly, without that, like not, not a lot of shit would be would be here. Like there wouldn't be as like these parties that are happening now. The scene wouldn't be here. I wouldn't know the people that I would know. <laughs> You know, like, dude, that's why I really admire Mark and like, Mark. Mark is one of those people that like he just sets the bar so high, and like I'm trying to like meet him right there. You know, like, yeah, like, like I, I study the guy every time he plays music, and I share it with him too. I'm like, yo, like this is what I learned from you. This is what I learned from you. Like, 
every time he plays music, I learn something new. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't I, I, we haven't actually met, but I do kind of know him because apparently we were doing the same event one day, but from like two different sides of it. Because for for my oh, job, that's right. Yeah, I was. That's um, right. I remember. I that. was doing an event with um, like uh, Jason Momoa and uh, hand, like a handful of actors from The Walking Dead. I mean, we had oh, this whole sick. live stream thing that we were putting on. And apparently, it was at the studio. This motherfucker oh, was throwing was axes with Jason Momoa, dude. Yeah, that's a whole, whole other story. Yeah, for the for the launch of For Honor, we had we had those guys. And no, so that's yeah, the he one told that, me that. Yeah, I I, saw I've that. told this story. I'm not sure if I told it on the podcast before. I probably have. You well, have, but it was, I mean, it's been a while. Like, I didn't know you were there. I, I knew he was there. For that yeah, long. no, I was I was there with him because I was like, you know, showing him how to do how to play the game and like make sure like you know make sure the stuff was like going. You know, going right, that he was doing his thing, and yeah. he didn't need my help. That dude is charming as fuck. Like, even oh, though dude, he what can't that though, dude do? Even though he's right? such a, well, he can't play video games. We did find that. <laughs> but, okay. but other than that, everything else, he has got it down. He was the fucking star of the show, and like, even him losing was that much better because, you know, he he because he is Jason Momoa. Like, he, he he, you know, he's getting up and like putting the controller down and like just staring. You know, he, he finds out the dude who killed him, and you can see them, and he's pointing at him, and you can just, I could see this other guy, uh, my other buddy Stone Mountain, who's like actually a pretty You know famous. Stone Mountain? Yeah. You know Stone Mountain? That's so fucking cool, man. Okay, so like, yeah, see, people know some of the people that I work with, yeah. Holy so, shit. So, like, what is Stone he like Mountain, a wait, for ultra during, handle? during the event, Stone Mountain killed, he kept killing Jason, and then Jason gets up, he's like, who the fuck is Stone Mountain? And he, like, stands up and, like, points at, like, that is one of the funniest things I've ever fucking oh. seen. He could break down a Stone Mountain, let's be honest, that guy's fucking huge. <laughs> yeah. But that guy, like, you know, Stone I Stone Mountain him. is huge? No, I'm no, saying no, no, Jason no. Momoa. It's like oh. Jason Momoa. Is I can picture him just fucking... literal Ooh. Stone Mountain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jason Momoa, I'm sorry, I'm just fucking... Like I don't, hard I, don't know who, I don't know who Jason Momoa is. Is he just like a? He was like Cal Drogo and <coughs> Thrones. Oh, that guy. And he's oh shit. Aquaman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know so Jason Momoa. You, know, you, know, you, you know don't think you know Jason Momoa, but and you so know. Seeing, yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, so seeing the two of them interact was fucking hilarious. Oh my god, it's yeah. so fucking cool. It was yeah. It's, it's, sometimes I look back and see the show. I'm just like, this is surreal. What the wow. fuck we're, we're doing? Out Yo, here. you know, Stone Mountain offers his services. Like you can like pay him for like an hour session of gaming or something. <laughs> what? Yeah, and you're on his squad. So like he comes and joins your team and yeah, you fuck people yeah. up. You God. pay him. You pay him like I, I don't know how much it is, but but it's a service. It's fucking cool as fuck. Oh, I've, I've never, said I've it, never, uh, I didn't know that. I've said it so many times. Like I, I kind of wish that I had gotten into the whole game thing, but then I kind of don't. I mean, you saw how carried away I got with Everwing. The one game that we joined, like, yeah, with these guys. We talked about this last time. Yeah, yeah. The last time like, we did the podcast when the, you first started playing. I yeah. wish that I did because it sounds so cool every time somebody no, talks. I, I, I have stuff. to share my story with you guys. So yeah. well, I, immediately after podcast, I went home and I texted my fuzz, the fuzzy puddle <laughs> snap. And we have like 30 people in there. Uh-huh. We were on it like crack, dude, for like Bro, it is forever. Uh, and it's then literally crack. We kind of weaned off of it, right? And uh-huh. nobody was playing it. And literally a few weeks ago, my friend D- Dylan Dylan, if you guys haven't don't know who he is, he makes cool music. Dylan, he's like, yeah. hey guys, I'm really proud of us for um, not going through <laughs> rehab and not playing the game anymore. And I was like, Bro, oh my god, I totally yeah. forgot that we even went on that binge, dude. Dude, we were all about it. And like, it's it. there's something to it like that. You know, it's really psychological <laughs> crack. Oh, yeah. Because no. we were on it. Like, we were all trying to fucking like, 
like get we were trying to work together to beat like these fucking things so that we could get better ourselves and like Star Fox and, is so good at it. Yeah. Oh he's, he's no, like, he's not. Oh fuck, Star Fox, dude. Fucks, dude, it was funny because him and Achoa. This is how they get you, right? He here. and Achoa were like because sitting she, on the couch. And she says, like, she says some shit like this. Star Fox is so good at it, and immediately you said it. I didn't say it, but I felt it. I was like, motherfucker, I will reinstall that shit right yeah, now. Yeah, I know. You have more control than this. I got Achoa and Kevin into it, and they're like on the couch, and like we're all just vegging out at fucking Kevin's, and I'm like drawing, right? And like they're fucking playing it, and then like I could see her, and I see that I get updated that they beat the score, and then so I'll just go on once and beat them, and they're just like... Yeah, like they just like spent all this time to try to do it. I'm just like do it real quick because you know I had already had two weeks, which is literally like 20 years of experience when it comes to that video game. When it comes because to like that's, a 30 second game. Like yeah, yeah sure. it, we, we act like it really was like you know like ages, but it really happened to be like three weeks, maybe a month out of our out of our time. No, it, was a good, it was a good six weeks, I think. No, I think, no, I, think I think ours like carried it. like three I, months. Dude. I, I did. I did like you one jumped month. into it late though. I jumped into it late and I bailed out early. I started. I, it for my friends. Yeah, I've been through this so many, so much worse times before. Yeah, that I know that I'm like, yo, this is taking over too much of my life. It's not. I have literally no games on my phone. Yeah, because I don't trust myself to not be doing them like all the time. Have you guys played Cuphead? Uh, I have. Yes, I what have played that? it. I don't like Dude. have it. I haven't played through it, but I played through demos and it was like touring around uh, the past few years since it's been announced. My friend it's was showing me about it. it. It's apparently one of the hardest fucking games people oh, yeah. have ever played. It's ridiculously yeah. hard, but the the graphics are so cool because it's like old school animation. Like it's like old school, like like Felix oh, the like Cat. Legend of Zelda. Like, old yeah. school Legend of Zelda. No, like, no, Zelda, like animation, like, like cartoony. It looks like, like you're playing oh. through that. Like it looks like you're playing in a cartoon rather than oh, like on a you know like not even like it's Mario Brothers or something you know. Yeah, it's it, definitely it, more just like it looks like everything's completely animated by pen, not like in a. Yeah, they, they how, spent a What would you call the animation from Mario Brothers or whatever? Uh, like pixelated. It's oh, not yeah, pixelated. It's not, yeah, it's not pixelated. It's it's like you know it's it's done with that style there, and everything has the same like movement, like the herky jerky like animation of like those old Felix the Cat cartoons. You yeah, know? and it's it's pretty impressive because I there's you know hasn't really been anything like that. I mean. I can think of like one S like Super Nintendo example that probably comes close and that's about it, you know. It's Which one? Yeah, there's like this old uh like uh Mickey game. Okay. That I can remember that was kind of, you know, similar but obviously not as technically impressive because it was Paper on the machine from Is that the one? I honestly don't remember the name. It's been it's been a while. I think it's the Paper Paper Mickey one or Paper Mario. No, 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 no. It was, it was definitely a Mickey game. Like, Y'all are making me want to go at least, because like, I could at least play that shit, Mario Brothers. Yeah, but th- that, that's like my latest example for, you know, for making the argument that, you know, games are, you know, the newest and a very legitimate art form. Oh, yeah. Because it's it's just so beautiful, like, the, the way that they can tell these stories. And there's so much more, you know, there's so much more to it that it <laughs> is that much more impressive Dude. when they, they are that incredible. I couldn't believe the first time because so first of all I like didn't play video games at all when the whole Halo craze was going on like my friends were obsessed with it you know split screen parties in the garage and to me that shit just gave me like vertigo like because I was like trying to I could never stare at my own shit I would always be trying to look at everybody else's thing and like get dizzy you know what I mean and so uh 
that was one of the reasons why, but I just also wasn't into it. But like, you know, you just see this game for what it is. It just, it's like you're walking around and you're, but the story, when I heard the story, somebody like read out the fucking like story of Halo to me and the world that was built in this and the characters and everything, I was just like fucking blown away. And you see all these commercials for these video games like Assassin's Creed and all this stuff. Like it's like, you know, movie trailers. Like you really want to get into it just for the sake of the fucking the entertainment of it. And you know? some, of the, some of the stories are just they're long, they're immersive. I mean, and they have all these tools that can make it so much more powerful to right. do that. And I would say. You know, if you if anybody's familiar with the Telltale series, like they're uh, they're a studio that makes games that are they're all cell shade animation, like like Borderlands and stuff like that. Mm. But they the the games are not so much games as they are just like interactive stories. And so you you're mostly walking around and talking to people and choosing what uh, dialogue options you have. And sometimes it's like it's solving puzzles, kind of like a really old school game. But you know they use some of these elements to to keep them so immersive. And I remember I played through uh, The Walking Dead. They had like a, a version of that where you're a different character in the same universe and they kind of go through that story. And like the way that they, you know, I remember one of the most, the most impressive things to me was that there was like this, uh, this event where you have to like, you know, mash this button to like get this zombie off of this person. And then I was like, fuck, I'm like mashing as far as I can. I'm like, no, no, no. Like this is like this big important character that you, you can't help but love. And you've got the zombie and you can't save him. And I was like, really, like, oh shit, you can't save him. Like, you literally can't. They make you oh, think wow. that you can, but you can't. Holy shit. And that, like, that element right That's there makes crazy. you that much more deep into it, and it hits you that much harder, and you can't help but blame yourself that you couldn't save this person, you know? Yeah. And they're using these interactive elements to just tell that much more of the story. And you yeah. feel, I'm like, damn. Like, when I sat Holy back after shit. I was done and realized what had just happened, I was like, whoo, that yeah. is... I mean, that is the future right there. Yeah, they are in the future, so right, hard. Well, that's Not kind of empathizing. yeah. I mean, I felt that way with certain games before. When you're used to going from like left to right on a screen, then jumping over things or jumping on top of them to knock them out, and then you go to games where you like need cheats because you'll never figure out how to fucking or like you kind of need to like have somebody tell you where to go because they're like, how am I supposed to fucking know that you come here and have to press this button to get into this place? Like, oh, yeah. like my first games that that were like that were. Um, and my last games that were like that were Resident Evil and fucking Metal oh, Gear yeah. Solid. The so only games play. I'd ever, dude, like the stories were insane, like ridiculous, like just dope as fuck. But I just never got into it anything past they that. They have like little, uh, like in the new games that are coming out where the story's immersive like that, but the gameplay is super hard. They have like easier mode these days or like modes where like they'll allow you to continue through the story even though you keep dying or something. Mm -hmm. Cause it gets annoying when like you're working your way through it and then you gotta play the last half an hour again. And really you're just trying to see the next scene in the movie or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah. no, I, I definitely appreciate that. <coughs> I mean, I'm, and I'm you know, glad that they're making a lot of these things accessible to people who, you know, haven't grown up with this shit, you know? And so you can play through like the newest Assassin's Creed that just came out. That story is incredible. It's immersive and it's it's good for anybody. And they have, you know, they have a version of it where you can just kind of go through and kill everything and just kind of get to the next oh, you really? know, part of it. Oh, so. I mean, like it's not. I mean, it's because I played I played the the free Assassin's Creed one that they released on PSN like last month. Uh huh. They gave out one of the Assassin's Creed games for free, and there was the easiest mode, and it was really fucking simple to get through it. You yeah. Know? I don't remember Assassin's Creed being that easy, because the first one that came out it was so fucking hard. 
You know? I, mean, I, think, I feel like they've all been like you know on the easier side as far as most games go. I think this oh. is this is the first one that we've done that's like a takeaway from that. Like oh. they've made it actually way more. It, it's way more robust and you know difficult on that. It's it's more. Shit. It's more Dark Souls than it is, you know, classic Assassin's Creed. Like, okay, wait for them to, like, attack, parry, stab, and then chain stab the whole room. And you're just taking out 60 guys as they all, like, wait to take their turn on you. This one's actually, you know, you've got to think about it more. They force, it, they force that difficulty on you. But well, anyways, I don't well, want to keep talking about that. Uh, well, what would you guys say, though? Because I'm curious, like, not just your be- not your favorite, <coughs> but I want to I want to know your favorites, but also what you would say would be like the biggest crazed video game of all time, like the ma- like what who what they went the most nuts for. Yeah, um, you know I do have to give a shout out to Crash Bandicoot and Spyro, oh, damn, and like, and like that kind of era where you're like doing time attacks through through matches, you know, like or or, or like it's a very simple simplistic like walkway through the park kind of thing like collect these mm-hmm. things go through this puzzle uh, or like le- I'm honestly though I'm a huge Legend of Zelda fan okay like that's my shit yeah. uh, I think I think that should have been my first answer to be honest I, I kind of take back the Crash Bandicoot and I think I'm just hyped for PSX that's why I'm but like, do you think that like as far as like you know how they certain games come in crazes and people wait outside like they would for the iPhone oh. and some shit to get it you know like mm-hmm. what would you say out of all of those different you know games would be like the one that you remember being the most crazed so okay so so you're saying in general like yeah like not, I, first that, like, I'm, I'm, i wanted to know your favorite but i also wanted to know hmm. what you guys thought like in terms of games that had an impact on oh, the, the community what? what people are really waiting for these days and because of the internet and stuff i think would be like the like the like first person shooters that I've seen come out where people are waiting in line to get them right off the bat so they can play them hella early and get their ranks in right off. Like what the was that one, the demon one that just was the not not the one that came out? It was Halo used to be the big thing, and then it was what was the other one? Diablo was the other one that I remember. Okay, yeah, that's people. a big one. Yeah, some of the especially a lot of the Blizzard releases. You know, when they come out with these games, oh, they're so like they they make their games in a way to where it's like you play the one game like forever and so mm-hmm. there's finally a, there's like 10 years between sequels and when they do it's a big fucking deal right like, smart yeah. that's fucking smart yeah no I, I, I like that model you know but um yeah god biggest release that's hard to say because they all they all tend to keep outdoing each other right I want to say the biggest one that I know was like setting records that I can think of like of all time I think GTA 5 still has oh. it oh I Dude, think that yeah, was probably. like they sold. I think the next one's gonna take it. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. The next one, it's already happening. Like, I mean, I think anticipation it's like, for that game. I was, I'm already hearing it. Like, I think it's like movies. You know, where we're gonna see. You know, like we're constantly beating these. Uh, you know, records because you know the, the audience and in money that's in our it comedians selling too. out more stadiums than. Well, what about you know, Baywatch, what, the new one? The movie. We, <laughs> just, we just watched oh it. God, it, was no. so it was so bad. Bro. With like, The Rock and Zac Efron? Yeah. I, I, I like self-aware reboots like that. Like, I like Jump Street <laughs> like that. So I was like, okay, this could be... And then like, it came out, and the fucking... Like, everybody's like, this is terrible. And then... I like I streamed like five minutes of it and I was like nope I am out <laughs> I would have never done that there was a time where I was really liking The Rock but it's like now he's kind of like turned into like Samuel L. Jackson where there's not a job out there he won't take 
like he'll just do everything. Do you remember what we said at the last podcast where you're like, I uh, I predict that the Dwayne Johnson is gonna be in the next five Marvel Avengers movies or something. Oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. See, we don't even remember all the shit we talked about. We probably have literally touched on every single topic we talked about tonight. <laughs> this is literally just a replay of what happened last time. No, totally. Boy, it's, it's like it's the like Mandela effect bit, or yeah, something. Yeah. Right? It's like the the, the next. It's like, yo, good to see you again. <laughs> but pastry is here today. Yeah, except yeah. so we know that's the one. But how do you know that they didn't put you into the, the glitch this time? Like it's the next time around. This is the Matrix. <laughs> this is and the like, third time that we're this oh, is the third yeah. time we've done this. But they just added you in there. Oh, they implemented you. Just call it a time traveler. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty badass, right? That's pretty sick. But so, what would you think though? Oh, my favorite game. Like your favorite. What's like your favorite that had the most impact? On my life. Yeah. I feel like I grew up playing a lot of like computer games. I don't know what's the name of the that one game called. It's like the worms like you like, World remember? World of Warcraft. No, no, no. that's called worms. Like, worms. I think oh, it's called worms. Right? It's oh, not a computer game. And then you still shoot other worms and like It's like it's not hard to explain if you've never seen it. <laughs> so you know what I'm about? Do you guys remember Word Muncher and fucking number munchers? From school, no. like it's like this fucking little alien that goes, and you have to like do multiplication problems oh, or like no, no. pick words, and it's like Pac-Man, but for like learning purposes. <laughs> no, it was the, it was the trail for the wind. Well, have you heard of like Gunbound? Oh, Gunbound, Gun like, MapleStory. Yeah. Oh, that just gave me. Just Did you game. ever own a floppy disk computer? Oh yeah. Okay, because I didn't know if you were like that. Because I feel like I was of that nah, last. I remember floppy disk. I remember. I, I felt like I was of the very disc. last one that was in existence because, like, I remember buying one from my school. I went to a private school. And they were getting rid of them, redoing all of it, and like, I got one for like eight bucks with like all the games, like Word Muncher, fucking Oregon oh, Trail, sick, Number oh, Muncher, shit. and so I just sat in my room while all my friends had already upgraded. They already had like, like we had a family computer that I was like only allowed to use a little bit. Like it was, my house was weird, you know. I didn't like grow up going on the internet all the time and like you know being on the computer that much. So that's why I'm pretty fucking bad with computers and technology in general. But I would just sit there and play fucking this like Oregon Trail where all my friends are like on AIM and doing some dope shit. <laughs> I was like such a fucking <laughs> dork, dude. <laughs> oh man, no, we were all there. Oregon yeah. Trail. I mean, yeah, no, it's typing totally. games. <laughs> yep. I wasn't allowed on the internet all the time. I had to sneak my way around it. That's for sure. I was oh, only, yeah. at first. I was only allowed like a couple hours a day. I mean, I don't even know. Like, I just got in, I got introduced to AIM so easily. I don't even know how I got the idea of like that even existing. <laughs> yeah, like it had to be someone from school telling you, right? Oh no, yeah, it just happens. Like, like you know, you're just like, oh shit, everybody else has got one. Like, I need right. to go home and figure. Like, what the fuck is a MySpace? <laughs> you remember like Zanga? Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> no, what what do we? It's like, like the old school MySpace, and like you can like fully customize your whole page. You can change the cursor, and, like add music and shit like, to your page. Too. Change your layout and shit. Like, it was just all. It was yeah. just like a blank web page. It is such and a then, trip. And then MySpace came around, and then Facebook. Like, in a couple of years like from now, kids are going to be in high school yeah, being like, what's MySpace? What was that? And it's like going to be in history books. Oh, like, no. MySpace was the first of the, you know, like... They already are. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. A lot of stuff. They, can't, they can't type, dude. Yeah. The kids can't type because yeah. they've never had to type. Wait, what? They have voice chat? No, they, have, they, have, they only use their phones. I'm teaching high school like freshmen through seniors. They have no. So then I'm not out of the loop. I see them typing. My my mom officially types better than like these high school kids do. They're typing like you used to see your grandma doing with one finger and shit like that. I'm like, what? No, you put your hands there. How is this not? And I'm like, shit, y'all just. That's why PC gaming is so tight because there's no little kids on it. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. I think it's good oh, for me so that I too. seem like I'm good at typing because they suck, but like that the rest of the new generation of workers is not going to like, you know, take over. But I mean, robots will anyway, so it doesn't really like, matter. Like, but... <laughs> robots are just going to take the job. Dude. Yeah. They're going to learn how to type. Yeah, exactly. I can't wait for Wally. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, just to really let it go and be. Just 300 pounds. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, straight up. Dude. Oh, man. <laughs> Listen to the trap music. <laughs> what about Choppy? Gold chain on, all overweight. <laughs> Did you ever watch overweight? Choppy? <laughs> oh, yeah, that was... Uh, With Dan Word? Yeah, that was not... Choppy good. was sick. I liked it, dude. Oh, yeah. man. You didn't like it? Nah. Why? Daddy, daddy. <laughs> it was fucking cool. Oh, my God. Yeah, I thought... <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, any South Australian movie is going to be kind of weird. To be fair, I didn't, like... South Australian? I, yeah, I mean, I just, South African. I, just, <laughs> I think Neil Blomkamp's just been kind of doing the same thing and kind of getting worse at it. You know, I think he's M. Night Shyamalan-ing a little bit. Oh, the Like, director? I mean, I think what, he had, like, District 9. Direct? They're hey, like, yeah, whoa, okay, whoa, this whoa. dude is amazing. Split was dope. And then it was like... Yeah, as he's finally bringing it back. I heard for, like, seven flops in a See, well, that's everybody's... Per- like, those are the things with M. Night Shyamalan movies to begin with, though. That's you have to have a certain, like, imagination that kind of overrides your, you know... That overrides that, like, thing that just bothers you when you see something cheesy. Like, you kind of have to, like, put up with a really kind of... I don't know how to explain it. Like a Like a dud of a movie, <laughs> you know, I because haven't. you have to have, like, a strong sense of appreciation for the story he's trying to tell with it. You know, like, those twists are good, but they're completely underwhelming for what it could have been. Like, when I saw The Village, I was, like, into it, you know, in the very beginning of the movie. And although I appreciated the twist of the plot, it was just kind of like, oh. I mean, <laughs> you know, he's he's gimmicky and corny. Like, like at least but sometimes he goes for that. For a, long, for a long time. Like, you know? I hated The Happening, that was the one, yeah, with Mark Wahlberg. I hated yeah. every aspect of it, but I did see what he was trying to go for, which was this, this really kind of like old school Alfred Hitchcockian type of thing. It didn't execute very well, but it still, I could see what he was trying to do with it and the message that he was trying to get across. But I did like Devil and I did like Split. I thought that Split was an interesting enough concept and how he tied it into Unbreakable, which was another movie that I found kind of boring, but you still appreciate it for like the le- the level of imagination that went into it like i like that's what i'm trying to say i didn't really like it or love it but i can watch it and i'm not gonna hate on it the way that so many people do where so many people are like fucking terrible you know because lady in the water kind of did fuck everything up <laughs> you know although i had a crazy trip watching that like because even though i could totally see how it's just terrible I still loved, like, the little story, like, the fable thing that happened in it. You know, I'm not going to ruin it. Not that you're going to go watch it, but it's still, yeah, you know, I'm trying to get better at not spoiling shit for people. Uh, Yeah, that's a good good way to go. But um, I've always liked M. Night Shyamalan, you know, um, and I like District 9 from the same director. Yeah, that was great. I like that. Yeah, I thought that was actually really, that was really touching. Like, I, well... It was the day after a rave, so you can imagine my mood levels a little bit different. And so I was like crying, like after oh, watching okay. District Nine. Like I was like really like you know touched by it. Yeah. Like, it was like really, you know, compelling story. I was just like, oh, because like that's gonna happen. <laughs> like you know, like I'm gonna turn into a fucking alien. Like, <laughs> you, <know>. <laughs> <laughs> you already are one. That was like Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, you're a wizard. You're a wizard. wizard. Yeah. <laughs> I, well. 
Wizards could be aliens too. A- aliens. Now I've been watching that ancient alien shit too, and it's just cool how they take all like the ancient like stories and take you know futuristic theories, which you know they're always so fascinating to me because you like sit there no matter what and want to believe it because it's fucking cool. You know, it like makes its own it's its own fucking video game in itself. You know, the way that it's well, and it's funny because all of these things, video games and scientific plot, uh, science fiction plots that you you've seen like that back then there's just pure science fiction now you're like wait this is kind of slower than in the movies but it's happening you know or like the ideas are becoming less and less you know um they're they're becoming easier to believe that can happen in real life for so many different things and so i don't know i that's always like you know became real like um, yeah sometimes we didn't even think to try things until people make them up in science fiction right just it, you know, it's enough of like a spark in a young kid to like grow up and be like, I'm gonna figure out how to clone some shit. I read oh, that, yeah, in, I you know, I read that in an Aldous Huxley book 30 years ago, and I'm like, make that happen. You know, <laughs> it's like, it, yeah, it, science is always kind of like followed, you know, art and culture a little bit. I mean, that's driven a lot of progress. Right. And, well, it's just like anything else. You know, you manifest what you guys put out there. If you like have these ideas, these. And, and it's just sitting there in the back of everybody's mind as they get influenced through the art. They see something. Like, for instance, uh, I learned a very interesting fact that um, George Lucas, even though not saying that he, he created a fictional world as well, but, you know, he was said to inspire, <laughs> said to inspire so many other people for, for architecture, design and, and whatnot. But um, he took a lot of his ideas for the planets and the places in Star Wars from like a Looney Tunes cartoon from Duck Dodgers in the, the 24th, 24th and a half century um, because Maurice Noble, one of my favorite artists, had these like really crazy like, you know, ideas of what space would look like, architecture, like, you know, like planet, like a, what we, mm-hmm. that we would have out there. And so um, that obviously inspired him. But, you know, it started off from just a random dude's fucking imagination of what it would be. Like, there's no, like, no, it was before we ever put anybody out into space or, you know, some people don't believe that yeah. we get people out in space, whatever. It's like before all that, you know, and then to like see that what NASA's done and like created and to see what, you know, type of future, futuristic fucking vessels that we can have that aren't fucking so unbelievable. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, they're all, they're all kind of, uh, based on, you know, other interesting, like, versions of that, too, and that's how we get things like the spaceship, is when you've got, like, you know, Metropolis and these fucking, oh, man, I just had, like, three more examples off the top of my head, mm-hmm. and I lost them, <laughs> probably because I got a little high, yeah, so. Because I was going to remember yeah. this shit, but I got high. You know, he's still yeah, making music. I just found that out recently. Yeah, like, the Afro Man. What about him? he's still making like music. Oh. Like, he's on a bunch of tracks. I didn't even know that. I think I've seen him on some lineups. Like Biz Marquis is still touring. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like that one. I believe is just like Afro Man. Like I don't really hear uh, anybody he gets talking high? about him at all. <laughs> Probably <laughs> because he got high. <laughs> one of the most reliable song, like rap songs I've always been able to do. It's like kick it. It's that crazy rap. Like La- I've had every word down since I was like ten years old, man. It's fun. It's always fun at a party when you get a good group together and somebody plays Colt Forty Five and everybody starts just getting down in a oh, circle yeah. and like starts rapping that shit. Like it's you it's know fun. it's fun takes watching everybody fall off by like what verse 
you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah. most people, I think, know the second, but then, like, they don't know, like, the first or the third or something like that. Yeah, yeah there's always Good somebody times. that does that. But, like, you know, it just happened recently, you know? Like, every that's one thing. Another thing that just brings people from, like, these people were kids I didn't grow up with either, but you know that they're the same age, and so wherever they went to school, that's what they were doing, too. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. the, they were fucking rapping the same shit. Oh, yeah. It's, it's Co- an age thing, man. And, and I, that's one of my favorite, like, moments that I have with strangers, like, on a, you know, you know, out in the world day-to-day basis is like there's a classic track like that on there you know or there's just just anything and you are just getting down you are singing all the words and like somebody else is too and like you just had that moment where you look at them and you like kind of sing together because you're like we're, we're both sharing this thing you're a total sh- like i love that kind of connection there, you know that that music and you know being like at a festival works. though and the beat drops and you turn around and oh, you yeah, see dude. everybody like your first time at a rave you know when you like you're just dancing literally for the first time because you know, your very first time feeling it. <clears throat> and you're like, this is what music is. You don't just hear it. You feel it in your veins as you're dancing. Like, you have to dance. And, like, it feels so good when the beat drops that you're just yeah. like, yeah. And you look around and everybody, doesn't matter what, like, fucking skin color, fucking size, fucking, you know, hairdo, fucking whatever. Like, it doesn't matter you look at them, they look at you, you make eye contact, you fucking smile, and you just nod your head and get your arm <laughs> like this, and you're like, fuck yeah, dude. And they're like, fuck yeah. And that's like a spiritual fucking moment, too, because that's where you get this like sense of humility, you know, this sense of like just pure joy and love for love. Like, you know, just being a fucking human being that's existing right. here with all these people enjoying it, and there's no problems. Like, you know, there's no, all the other shit doesn't matter. That's what, like, you know, hooks all... That's what's hooked all of us into the world that we're in, one way or another, you know? That's what's drawn us into this. That's how life is supposed to be. Right. Yeah. You know, like, love's its own dimension. Yes. And it's there. It's always there, you know? It's just whether or not we're willing to connect into it or not. Yeah. Like, whether or not we allow time to affect us or not. Yeah. You know? Or the fact that gravity is here. You know, or understanding it and like we're held down or grounded or whatever, you know, it's like if we don't understand that love is there, then we can't really take advantage of it. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, that, I mean, that connection is so, like, it taps into something that's just so primal. Yeah. You know? You know? That's what, I mean, that's what we really need. I mean, people just really honestly that's need experiences equivalent mm-hmm. to that for them to realize it. Because I was you know speaking for myself a much different person before that like that's why i say even though in many ways you know it could be like ecstasy raving and like that kind of thing it definitely can be like a very superficial and it can turn into something bad if it's overdone just like anything else but like that one thing back then changed enough enough of my mindset to open up the door for more possibilities of thought whereas at before that i was like closed off like nope i know everything like fuck that these guys are fucking junkies. This guy's a fucking idiot. That guy's a fucking burnout. He's a loser. Reject. Oh, they're not going, you know, like just full of judgment, full of misconception, um, full of certainty, like, which is the dumbest thing fucking ever. And it, this kind of just like fucking like imploded this building that just broke down the walls. And you're like, fuck yeah, this is life. Man. This is fucking life. Ooh. Yeah, it's man. It's <laughs> a dope thing to be able to fucking create those moments. Yeah. Build that for people. That satisfaction you get looking out at just a group of people just grooving out the same thing. And you see all those little, you know, those synapses connecting between each other. And you just like, damn, that's a, that's a surreal thing. 
Yeah. You so, know, it's just like we just want to play music, really. But like, like then you see that, you know, and then then you start to take your art a little more seriously, and you're like, what am I putting out there? And like, what, like really, why am I putting it out there? And do I deserve putting this out there for these people? You know, mm-hmm. and that makes you constantly work and try to make it better and like try to next level the next level, you know, um, just that's. No, I love that, man. That's that's you know that's why you do it. Absolutely. And so like, you know. For the both of you guys, what is like, what is your your daydream? You know, what is your ideal vision of this? So everything just for this just fucking shoots off like a rocket. Like, what would you what would you want to see? <laughs> Perfect <laughs> timing. You're so tired of thinking about that question. You're just in the moment, right? I mean, <clears throat> like, there's there's like long term goals and like short term goals. Um, I just want to like just be the like I personally just want to be the network and like I, like my dream thing is to just like continue to, to like help people help people themselves mm-hmm. you know and that's how I help myself really and yeah I mean each of these things that you're doing they kind of build on to each other like we've already explored it you know you can you could there's one butterfly effect thing where you could have just said ah fuck it I'm gonna get high and watch Doug and right. you know eat some Cheetos instead but you chose to do that thing, which is turned into, the, into this whole all of that you're doing, man. Um, so, I mean, like, I don't know what it is that I'm going to be doing ultimately, but I want to be able to speak for the masses, you know? I want to, like, hold it down and, like, be, like, the kind of the conduit or, like, the example or the, the like, the, the, the beacon of, like, it's okay, you know? And I like to, that. And to do what you, yeah. like, to, to keep doing it, you know? I, yeah. Like, I, with that being, like, kind of, like, the general driving force right and then otherwise it's like you know you're not exactly sure what like specifically where you're going right. but you know that you're on the right track using your passion like to make a difference in the world is the way i would look at what you said too because that's exactly the way it is for me like you know a lot of people are concerned about making it for the sake of making it you know um i've noticed that but i feel like the ones that are actually successful from everybody that i observe is because like they're really like as much as they have their goals and their dreams they really are living as much as they are in the moment and kind of letting it like roll through without sticking like you know sticking too hard to exactly what they wanted they let it mold they let it just kind of get into where it is as long as they're doing it they're loving it as long as they're making a difference which you are whether you think you are or not you know you kind of at least i don't know i battle back and forth with that too but you are um so it's great and uh what can we look forward to seeing you guys doing in the near future yeah. Wait, was that a question? Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, I'm yeah. talking like specifically, like a, like an event that you got. Oh, all right. Anything. So I mean, like, uh, I think honestly, we do more artworks. Hopefully, we get some more artworks in. Yeah. Somebody might be passing me a bar in Santa Ana. I don't know. That would be oh, cool. Oh shit! I want to stay in Santa Ana. Yeah, we plan on talking to other people about like finding other venues and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Hopefully, collabing with a few different collectives as well. Mm-hmm. Um. As far as shows go, I think I'm done for the rest of the year. I might be playing a Bass Waffles, but not till 2018, probably. Okay. Um, we do have Bass Waffles coming up at the end of the month. If no one knows what that is, we serve free waffles uh, every last Sunday of the month in Eagle, uh, in Rock. Eagle Rock at the Offbeat Off York. 
Yeah, just just, yeah. Search, just search hashtag base just and search waffles. Fi- just search hashtag fuck pancakes. Yeah. <laughs> and find base and waffles. What more do you want out of that? Serve gourmet waffles. You know, there's impo- there's yeah. imposters, there's impersonators. And send you know, We're the real deal. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, these ain't egos. Like, yeah. These, are, these are not egos. But yeah. quality primo shit here. You know, since you missed the art in the park, the first one, oh, then you're gonna have to you're gonna have to play the next one. Then oh, that's shit. kind of like the fee. Oh damn. Spin it so out. There we go. We just got our next thing. There so Go. <laughs> Fans that are listening, yeah. we're going to be our art in the park. Stay tuned for that. What, what weekend is it? Yeah, so the uh, we haven't decided yet. You know, we actually just had the first one this past week. It was fucking was a ridiculous turnout, like compared to what I thought. Like it was such I, I a group. Was- very impressed. Yeah, it was such I, a I was group not effort. That at all. It was it was pretty incredible. Yeah, like every you know, people like are like, oh, thank you so much for putting this on. I'm like, you have no idea how little to nothing I did for this, <laughs> other than say, hey, we're gonna come to the park <laughs> this day. Like everybody else that came, like really fucking brought their energy. It was a, I, I'm like seriously amazed because everybody that you know a lot of people bailed but you know more people came than i ever imagined and k tribe was there to help the whole time from the beginning and like obviously everybody's all about support and love from there so they were there to help out and we got down you know like even with less sunlight great location didn't get hassled it's gonna be a great time within the next month i'm planning on doing a toy drive i think for this next one so stay tuned for the details on that but yeah you have to play all right so yeah Anyways, where can uh, we find you on the web? Give your plugs for, you know, social media, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, so I'm at, all my social media handles are at DJ Peewee. That's at DJ P-E-E-W-H-E-E. Uh, my SoundCloud name is Pastry with a period. Um, Instagram is Pastry uh, underscore music. And so is Facebook. Nice, nice. You get, yeah, so if anybody doesn't know, their names are the single most perfect names for them. <laughs> Your names for everything. Their vibe, yeah. their energy. Their sound, like, even. I remember when I first met you guys, Mackenzie's like, oh, yeah, that's like, I was like, or no, she said peewee and pastry. I'm like, that's an awesome, like, name <laughs> for, like, a couple group DJ. Yeah. And then, and then she's like, oh, there they are. And I'm like, dude. That is this on point. Like I don't know exactly what it is, but I'm just like, yeah. yeah. And Nerf Gun Drive By, your sound. So um, we are working on a few things. Um, Hopefully, some cool merch on both the Pee Wee character and the Pastry character. Hopefully, some molten lava stuff too. But you brought up Nerf Gun Drive By, which is why I want to bring this up. But like, hopefully, we're gonna make some pins too. Light bulbs. Some like Nerf Gun pins. Oh, and and then if you're gonna catch the 420 Fuzzy Puddles camp out, there's gonna be a two-hour sanctioned Nerf Gun battle to classical music. (laughs) What? So you guys get your suits ready and get your Nerf guns ready. So they're playing like right like. Like Flight of the Valkyries, and you're just like, yeah, probably during the day for like two hours, bro. Yeah, that sounds (laughs) sick. Please tell me you guys have somebody designing a cartoon character for you because now that I'm thinking about it, Kiwi is a character in pastry. Like, if you offer it, you could give me like a little pastry, like, like you know, that's like cuphead shit, you know, like fucking super dope. That would be gangster. Oh, well, you never know. Maybe you'll see something. Yeah, no, these two are for sure. They're very, like, cartoonable. Actually, now that you say that, I almost want to make one. Like, yeah. Like, one of those, like, you know, and like, you see in, like, a lot of those, like, internet comics. You know? Oh, my God. Okay. Well, and as always, you could find me on Instagram at hoodratstuff with three Fs. And also be sure to follow the Psychedelic Lions Den page. That's psychedelic, uh, P-S-Y-C-H-E-L-E-D-I-C. That's not true, but okay. 
that's well okay i might have missed it but it's spelled yeah. right on there yeah, underscore dot our den lions underscore den fuck that up it's psychedelic underscore lions underscore den i will spell it and put it in the description of this episode Don't there you go <laughs> um and so yeah and of course you motherfuckers fucking subscribe to this show yep Freaking all right subscribe, subscribe y'all comment subscribe, y'all. share it around all that good stuff listen to the fine folks across the they know what they're talking oh, you're gonna about you're going to get that nerf gun subscribe subscribe <laughs> i like it all right and well thanks i got one yeah, more right. though of you course. can follow my collective at molten lava and that's at m l t n l a v l there right, we go. I'll, I mean, L A V A. Damn it! I fucked everybody up. They should change this name of this weed to fucking like can't spell good. Like <laughs> that's what it should be. <laughs> <laughs> it should just be whatever the name is, and then just the red squiggly line underneath it. This will, yeah. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. Like, like, yep. That's that. That's what it's got. Kind of so, other than Anyways, that, where can they find you? Yeah. Okay. Well, you guys can find me personally uh, at Nobody Cares Phil on Instagram and at Phil Nobody Cares on Twitter. We've been having a good time over there. And uh, of course, make sure you follow this show on all of our social media. That is at Let It Bleedcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you guys so fucking much, Pee Wee, for coming Thank on again. You, Thanks, Pastry, for joining us. us. You guys, yes. it was great time. I love talking about shit that is non-related to what we ever, you know, what we do, because that's, you know, just what it's all that's about. That's what right we there. do when people yeah. come and hang out with us. Yeah. So this is when people don't hang out with us. Yeah. This is when we talk about what we don't do. But we got yeah. your story, too. Right. You know, there's some inspiring shit in there. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks, and everybody, as always, let it bleed.